on the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With us, we got our co-host, Jim Rosati. Jim, what's up, man? Happy Monday. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, start, of the, start of the week. And we're here to talk about Pirates baseball. So, good stuff. That we are. Maybe good stuff. Yeah. Well, right. That's debatable. Um, no, it's good stuff for us because we have a show to do. We got some news and updates to talk about, I guess. But I did. I did have a good weekend. It was my birthday weekend, as you all know. Because unlike you, Jim, I didn't hide it from anyone until midnight. I mean, I'm not going to tell people it's my birthday. They they should know. The people, the real ones know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you where I stand and who I am. I, I did not know so, it was your birthday. But no, I, I mean, so. I'm the type two. I'm not going to, I don't like walk around telling people it's my birthday. I feel weird. <laughs> But apparently my wife likes to do that. So I'm glad you brought that up because it was like actually irritating me. So we were out on Friday, right? No, Thursday. I took Thursday off. That was my actual birthday. And I swear like everyone, she's like, it's his birthday. I'm like, will you shut the F up? Like, no, like that's not a, that's not a conversation starter. So I'm, I'm yeah. with you on that sense. I don't like that either. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I, um, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So uh, you're not like Tyler, right? Where Correct. Tyler broadcasts it for everybody. Weeks and then he makes it this like week thing. Like it's Tyler's birthday week. He's that makes no sense to me. Right. No, that's I hear you there. That's that's me. I, I'm not I guess the other thing too is like once you reach a certain age, it's like there's not that special anymore anyways. It's just like, oh, I'm 34. I'm going to sit in the house anyways <laughs> and not do anything. <laughs> There's like that moment where, you know, like your birthday turns into I'm going out, I'm getting drunk, I'm getting wasted, you know, to yeah. it's my birthday. So today I get to be by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So. Right. I get to be left alone. That's my yeah, celebration. Yeah. So, right, I hear you there. Yeah. But anyways. Happy birthday, though. Hope yeah, you had a good birthday. I did. I did. I got to be by myself. Yeah. There you it go. Was nice. Um, but yes. So anyways, the Pirates, they, uh, they had a series against the Padres. Did not go too, too well. Um, not terrible, though. Right? Not terrible. I mean, they, they had a... They had a nice extra innings win the other night. That's kind of where it stops. <laughs> but they had a nice extra innings win the other night. So that was yeah. So that was Saturday night. That was a really fun game to watch. Yeah, you know, like just like all around, um, a really fun game. Um, like like you mentioned, extra innings, walk off win. It was kind of back and forth the whole game, right? You know. One nothing Pirates lead, three one Padres, three three, five three, five five, six five, seven six. So it was it was back and forth, back and forth. Um a lot of fun. Uh it was it's cool to see, you know, especially like those late inning big hits, uh like Chavis had. Um and I mean, who else? Uh, you know, Hayes Reynolds kind of stole the show in the tenth, I believe, in, in the tenth inning. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was um, it was a fun game for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had that fun game, and then I guess you can mm-hmm. transition it into Sunday. We had a Mitch Color start. 
and you know where we probably stand on Mitch Keller these days. Not just us, like everyone, right? Everyone just mm-hmm. keep hearing, right? We're tired of Mitch Keller. We're tired of Mitch Keller. How and why is he still in this rotation? Let's fire him into the sun. And Mitch Keller showed you why he's still in the rotation. Now we're here to find out if this is going to translate and carry further into the season other than just being a one-start game. But as we keep saying, it's not as if there's like, like this great rotation or guys awaiting to come into the rotation that are just waiting to kick Mitch Keller out. So this is exactly why you're going to keep him here. He had a really, really good start. He really did. Um, I mean, you could probably say that it was the best start of the year for a Pirates pitcher, and I don't think I don't think too many people would argue with you. Um, you know, there's there was that one Quintana start, but yeah, I mean, he goes six innings, gives up five hits, one run. The only run was a home run, which was was that the uh, which home run? Oh no, it wasn't a home run. No. Yeah, no, it wasn't a home run. Um, <laughs> but it was it was oh, it was a Manny Machado hit to, to oh, drive somebody in. Yes. And yeah, it was Machado. which it almost was you can't fire. even blame. You almost can't even blame him for that because Manny Machado is just otherworldly right now. Um, but five strikeouts, uh, no walks was I thought the biggest story. And I it was something that I noticed throughout the start was he was constantly throwing strikes. He was he was he was throwing strikes. Um, San Diego's hitters weren't necessarily being very aggressive either. So it kind of played into his throwing strikes and it felt like every hitter, he was Oh one. And then Oh two, like, I felt like he was like constantly in these Oh two counts with these guys. And I don't care who you are. If you're a major league pitcher and you're constantly getting in Oh two, like you're going to have success. Like hitters just aren't as good with O2. They've got to defend the plate. They've got to kind of be, they can't be aggressive. Right. Um, and so that's where I found he was, he was constantly in those situations yesterday, um, which, which was good. He threw a ton of fastballs. Um, I don't know if the final, I don't remember the final number, but I remember there being like twice as many fastballs as there were uh, like breaking stuff. I feel like, Try to go to game, uh, but so, I think it was sixty-eight percent fastball. Yeah, so lots of fastballs. Um, but again, he he was kind of taking advantage of San Diego's cautious approach yesterday, really, and and getting ahead of hitters, and he would really attack them, which it was good to see. Again, we've seen good starts from Keller before, and it's why. It's why we're still doing this. It's why we're still having conversations like this, right? It's like because we see stuff like this, but then can he string these together? Like, can yes. he put, can he do this again next week? Can he do it again, right? Because that's something that he hasn't been able to show that he can do. He hasn't been able to show that he can repeat this. Um, so great start. Maybe his best start, I would say probably the Pirates' best start of the season. Um but again, let's let's. Uh, I want to see more of it. Like, but let's let's see more of it, Mitch. Come on, <laughs> keep it going. Keep going. I, I mean, I don't think it's it's much to argue. The only one you could really debate, like you're saying, is the Quintana one. And the, like, just the fact that Mitch Keller went six innings to me is almost those like that's enough to warrant the best start of Pirate season. Yeah. However, ironically, we're talking about this great start, you know, by Mitch Keller, and the Pirates still don't have a win by a starting pitcher, and Mitch Keller is still zero and four. So it speaks a lot there as well. But yes, I mean, Mitch Keller was really, really good. To back up, and I correct, it wasn't 68%. It was 62% fastballs at the end of the day. But what I will say is something you saw. So the first time through the lineup, he was sitting at about 80% fastballs. I mean, almost used it exclusively. Then once he started facing the second time through the order and such, he started mixing in some more. But you're absolutely right. He was throwing the fastball. He was throwing it and locating it like to success and we saw the velocity still there. I mean, that's been this story, right? But that was like the big thing that stood out too. Like his, what I thought was going to be his last inning, right? His, his, uh, his last pitch of the fifth, we hit a hundred on the radar. I mean, still pumping gas five innings deep. He looked good. This is a good lineup as well. You know, this, I mean, I know there's have Tatis junior in it right now, but this is still a very good lineup. And like you said, 
the way Machado's playing, it's 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 Alice world. It's it's amazing. So he faced a good lineup, <clears throat> went against another good starter in Joe Musgrove, and matched him, basically. You know, I mean he went for the most part like pitch for pitch, but Joe Musgrove. Um, this is like one of those confidence building games. You hope he comes out of here looking good. Continues what he continue, you know, did this start to next start, like you're saying. I mean, because we had these talks last year also. Look at this Mitch Keller start. And then he goes back to the old Mitch Keller, right? So we've seen, I think, more flashes this year of this type of stuff for his confidence. I mean, we saw him in spring training. He just looked like a whole nother pitcher. You see a bit of that here and there this year, right? You see a bit of the 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 control and command of his pitches, right? And like you said, this time no walks. So like you're seeing all these things string together on this start and that like you're saying this is why you're you're keeping him if he has all this potential he has the potential to be doing this type of stuff hopefully i don't know jim like do, do you are you more intrigued let's put it this way if you're a betting man next start do you see and i won't have to get like six one you know one earn but like do you see a quality start in a sense or Back to Mitch Keller that we all know. Well, the one thing he's going to have going for him is next start. He's, he's going to be facing the Reds. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> if I had to bet, I think he'll put another start together. That'll be good um, because the Reds are just terrible. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I, again, I liked uh, he. he it was basically just like a perfect storm yesterday. The Padres approach was playing into his approach. He was getting ahead of hitters and he was inducing soft contact. He wasn't walking people. So, so, you know, he still gave up five hits, but I think the biggest piece of this was the no walks. You can give up five hits in a start and be perfectly fine if you're not walking people like if that's all you're giving up like that's then then you're good but you know every once in a while when we start seeing him walk two to three people then you're adding that on top of the hits and you're putting base runners on base for those hits that's when he gets in trouble um so yeah i mean if i'm a betting man i think he has another good start next time out you know we'll we'll see how that goes and see how he looks um but yeah i i think he can do it I still am not like completely convinced though that like the, the one thing I guess I'm, I'm encouraged by is that he does his stuff is different this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like his, his stuff is different. Um, but I still am not like overly confident in that he can put it all together consistently. Right. Like he needs That's- to show me, like he has to show it to me for me to, for me to believe it. And that's where I stand. You know, this is very encouraging. So it's it's something you like to see, you want to see, and I'm glad we saw it. But it's been his mo. Like we we all know he has stuff. That's why he's been a you know a top prospect. He's just never been able to give the results. Last, you know, last night I guess yesterday gave results. And if he can continue it, then yeah. Like to me, it's it's a complete wait and see. But again, I am ha- giving him every opportunity. For me to wait and see it because you're not you're not going to cut you're not going to cut ties with him just right now for no reason other than the fact that you don't want to see him in the rotation because he's going to have that opportunity to figure it out somewhere else and then you're looking at him as that next pitcher so you know like I just this is why he's in the rotation you're probably going to see him the whole year um it is what it is. But anyways, so a very, very encouraging start by Mitch Keller, but more or less pump the brakes. Let's continue to hope to see results from him is what we're going with this, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to to be excited. But again, like I'm still at that point where he's got to show this to me yeah. on a consistent basis. Yeah. So next up from Mitch Keller, um, I guess let me go to the first start, Zach Thompson. Wasn't wasn't a great outing, but I will say like it wasn't terrible. I don't know. Like he he gave me that feeling again where like it, it wasn't good, right? But 
he kind of unraveled there. I think in the fifth inning, right? They got pulled. Like I almost felt like he could have finished. He was he was going towards going to five innings, which again would have been a huge plus to begin with. And maybe that's just where we're at. Like maybe I'm just my my bar is so low with this. <laughs> that's, starting, what it, that's exactly like, rotation. What it is. Yeah, that like, is just like if you can go five innings, I'm almost ready to crown you as well. That's a pretty solid start. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're looking at his entire season, it was the first time he went more than four. <laughs> so, I mean, so 4.1, if you, if you four wanna, earned. If you, if you want to call that solid, you know, be, be my guest. Um, no, he's been bad. Like, there's no other way around it. Like, he has been bad all year. It's been bad. Um, the, the, the Zach Thompson... I, I didn't I didn't know much about him when he got caught when he got traded, right? Um, you know, but you know, seeing the numbers, it was like, well, there's a 28 year old who finally broke through last year and put up pretty good numbers. Maybe, you know, maybe he just found out, maybe something clicked for him, right? We have not seen that at all. Um, again, he has yet to go more than four and a third. I'm looking at these. There's just nothing, nothing about his numbers or or like what he's done so far stands out to me as something promising. Like he's been, he's just been bad all around. Again, like this rotation, he does have the luxury of like there not being a ton of depth right now, especially with them, you know, building up Ronesy's arm. But he 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 will he will be able to start uh, a lot of games until he either they found out they just say okay you're not it or he can figure out how to be a little more effective on a consistent basis but right now he's just been he's been bad his numbers are bad he's looked bad um, his his statcast page is bad just a lot of blue blue everywhere um, it's he's been he's been bad so that he has been uh and i'm with you like i didn't have high hopes for him coming into the season it just goes again like how like his career path i mean he had a really good not to take it away like he did he had a really good season last year for the marlins but it was really it was a, a half a season basically right where like the first two outings he had i believe was like enormous strikeout numbers um, and then after that, it yep. normalized. So like his K rate, because it was such a small sample, looked a lot higher than what it really was for the most part. Um, and then like it, it just it just is what it is. Like he was a, a basically a career minor leaguer who got cut as a minor leaguer and was assigned as a minor leaguer. You know, who had like this breaking out party last year, came out of nowhere and had a solid season. But he's old. And, you know, like, how much do you really want to believe into that half a season, you know, in that sense? And I think you and I both kind of just really didn't. Uh, that's why we really weren't that intrigued by the Jacob Stallings trade. When I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, you know, Zach Thompson's going to be good. He's a middle of the rotation type of guy. And it's like, I think he's a reliever at best. And even as a starter, he's basically a reliever because, like you're saying, he doesn't go more than four innings. So it, it has been bad. You know, there's been some things like that brewer start was encouraging until it fell apart right and like i felt like even like with his start like it <clears throat> i'm not going to go that far and that's kind of going like it was a little bit encouraging like the first few innings it wasn't bad until it just unraveled and i looked and it was like yeah he gave up the home run to kim and then the fifth inning right when he went back out there just kind of fell apart for him um but he just he isn't that good of a pitcher um and like you're saying, like the numbers support it. I know ERA is not a great indicator, but like the guy's got a 10 ERA on the season in four starts. <laughs> in four starts, he's gone 14 innings pitched. Doesn't really translate to but, success. Yeah, and, and I mean, you look at the walk rate. He's just walking way too many hitters. Oh, almost six walks per nine innings. You just can't do that. Like you can't do that in the major leagues and expect to be successful. You know, he's been pretty unlucky with like the home runs so far. Probably, you know, that'll probably normalize a little bit, but you can't, you can't walk people. Like you can't walk that many people. 
and not have swing and miss stuff and get away with it. You know, like if you're if you're going to be striking out more than a batter an inning, then you can afford to to walk every walk someone every now and then. But if you can't if you can't strike out people, which he he doesn't really have strikeout stuff, but he's he's a pitch to contact guy. If if you if you can't be if you don't have wipeout pitches to strike people out, like those walks are going to hurt you, and that's what we've seen with him. Yeah, really can't say it better. You know, he said strike out stuff. Like he's only striking out fifteen percent of the batters. That's, I mean, that's bad. That's not even just like, well, he's not a strikeout guy. That that's just bad. It's almost, and it's almost as much as he's walking. <laughs> he's walking eleven point seven. He's striking out fifteen point six. Like you're saying, that does not equal success. And again, I get it's small sample at that degree. You know, like I'm not just going to say this is what he is because of fourteen point one innings pitched. Yeah. However, right. when you look at his career. And you see the type of pitcher he's pretty much been his entire career. These numbers make sense. It's not as if this is like the blip on the wall. This is what he's been. This is what he's showing that he is to this date. And this is why when that trade happened, I didn't believe in Zach Thompson. So again, you know, like he's going to be in the rotation. He's going to show you if this truly is him or if there's maybe something better or whatnot. But I'm not believing into it at all. You know, with like Mitch Keller, I'm going to stay intrigued, right? We keep talking like his next start going to be good. I'm not. I have no expectations for Zach Thompson. Just get us to the time period where the Pirates are good enough to either have him in the rotation. I mean, in the bullpen, or just not on the team at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I ever had any sort of belief that Zach Thompson was a guy who was going to be on the next good Pirates team. Like he's a guy to throw innings for the time being. Like that's, that's what I thought of him going into this year. And he really hasn't changed my mind at all. If anything, he's actually made it worse because he's not even throwing innings at this point. So. (laughs) Right. You had, you literally had one job. It wasn't even to be good. It was just to get through the fifth (laughs) inning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that was my expectation and he's not, He's not even living up to that. Um, but again, it's it's early. It's just so far we haven't seen any signs of uh, of what you would want to see out of him. Right. Yep. So not a good start out of him. We talk about Mitch Colors. And how about Brubaker start? I guess if we're going to say, I mean, that was a little more encouraging. That would be in the middle of Keller and Zach Thompson. It wasn't great, obviously, but it was, to me, it was a solid start especially for JT Brubaker. Um, I thought, I thought he looked pretty good. Um, he ran into some trouble early. Let me kind of bring up, I think he gave up a run. No, he didn't give up a run the first inning. We, we took the lead. Um, he gave up that bomb to Machado. people. You know, um, Hosmer's home run was, Oh, Machado wasn't against Brubaker. The Hosmer home run was against Brubaker. And that one was just like a little flick of the wrist, cheapy down that left field line. Um, but I thought overall Brubaker looked pretty good. Uh, you know, he he gave up three runs, but he he went five innings. All three runs came in that in that fourth inning. Um again, it was all on that one swing. So outside of that one swing. You know, he he was good. Um he he got he 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 did his job. He did his job. Five innings, three runs. Like I'm not going to if he does that almost every time, you know, he's gonna do a little bit better than that sometimes. But like I'm not gonna get upset about a pitcher going five innings and giving up three runs. Like you see, you see did. what I'm talking about? Like okay. that's where we're at. Like as long as you go five, like, that's pretty much the bar yeah. for the starting pitching. Like as long as you make it to the fifth inning. We're okay. We feel comfortable. It's like, ah, it's a good start. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a good start, but it's like, it's okay. Right? Right. Um, and and I guess the thing with Brubaker, this is really his last three times out. He hasn't, he hasn't pitched awful. He's kept the team in the game, um, you know, every single one of those starts. But, but again, his issue is 
like, like, I feel like he is, just gives up those big hits every like, like there's like one one time where he unravels and like if it weren't for that one thing he would have had a really good start but again he gave up that three-run homer and that kind of took his start from being really good to it was okay you know right um and that, that seems to kind of just be a recurring theme with brew baker which again i think is why like i'm not ready to give up on the guy he has decent stuff um I just think he's so much better suited off for like a bullpen role. And, and he's just, he has to start on this team because there's no one else to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, yeah. Like you just, you can't write him off because you need him. He's too invaluable for the innings. He's going to give you for this club today, but I think you're absolutely correct. Like I can't wait to, I can't wait for the Will Crow moment out of him. Not to say he's going to be that good. You know what I mean? But like, we're ready to throw Will Crow into the sun, right? Like we're tired of Will Crow, get him out of here. And now he's doing this as a reliever. And like, I can't wait for that moment to start talking up J2 Brubaker because of how good he's in that bullpen. Because right now, like you and I, right? Like we're intrigued by him. We, we like him. Like I don't hate him, especially nowhere near like the Will Crow line last year at one point you know like i think he'll be good like he's like to the degree like chad cool with me you know i i believe in chad cool more but i always felt like if he doesn't hack it here he's going to be that next guy that goes into the rotate um, into the bullpen and just like kills it which didn't happen like i feel like that is going to be jt brubaker like i feel like he's going to get people pissed off in pittsburgh which he already has right and eventually transition to the bullpen and become an effective pitcher so for his sake, for our sake of having good conversation, like I can't wait. And for the sake of the Pirates being good to put him in that situation, mm-hmm. I can't wait for that also. Yeah, because it's funny, though, because he made his debut as a reliever, right? Like he he got called up, pitched out of the bullpen. And I think everyone's first impression was like, oh, my gosh, JT Brubaker. Like he actually like he's he looks pretty good. Um and then, you know, he got thrusted into the starting role. And then he's just kind of been swimming in mediocrity really ever since. Uh, if you can even call it that. I mean, he's borderline mediocre, really. He's basically a replacement level. Um, the home runs have been an issue. Like, he, that, that's, that's his main thing there. I mean, last year he gave up 28 home runs in 24 starts. And like it would be one thing if he was pitching like 200 innings, but it was 124 innings. So like he's giving up a home run every five innings, basically less than that. For every four and some innings, he's giving up a home run, and you just can't do that. Like <laughs> you you can't give up that many home runs. And then when you're coupling that with his walk rate, which isn't great, you know, it's this year it's bad, but last year it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not, it's not a good recipe. Um, so I think it's just like, we're, we're just trying to, I think we know who JT Brubaker is as a starter at this point. Like he's, he's a very mediocre starting pitcher. Um, I would like to see him in that bullpen role where you get like one or two innings of max effort out of him. Right. I would like to see that. It's just right now. They need they need arms to throw innings and like he's just he's one of them. So we we probably won't get a chance to see that at least anytime soon because I would still say at this point his rotation spot's pretty pretty safe. Yeah, just by default. And so yeah. like I'm I'm with you in the sense that I was also willing to I wanted to see him this year because I did feel a lot of last year was just maybe a second half breakdown. You know. You talk about coming in as a reliever, like he looked really good. Part of that also was the fact that, like, that was the first time he was pitching in what two years when he made his debut. You know, like he just hadn't had innings um, because of injury and such. So, like, him going into the rotation last year just kind of seems odd to a degree because was he really built up for it? So the second half, he fell apart. I think all of us, for the most part, felt like it probably had a lot more to do, maybe with just him breaking down than like ability. 
And I think maybe what we're seeing this year is maybe it was a little bit both. Maybe just the ability really isn't there. You can equate maybe someone to just, you know, <clears throat> the, uh, the innings amount, you know, amount of innings he had to throw last year. But I think what we're seeing right now is maybe it is more to the ability. You know, he really just isn't a starting pitcher. But again, I'm intrigued by his stuff. And I think it does translate to being a productive bullpen arm. So like, I'm with you too. Like that's going to come hopefully sooner than later. But right now he just has to be in the rotation because you need innings. Which sucks. Yeah. It just sucks. I mean, it's, it's kind of that dilemma. We've ran into this with multiple pitchers on this team yeah. for the past five years or so. They, they really just don't have any good starting pitching. And, and so anyone who's just like capable of doing the job basically has to do it. And, and when you run into that, you're, you know, you're giving guys opportunities and they're, they're just not like living up to their full potential probably. Like I said, when you, we, we talk, we talk about with Chad cool all the time, right? Like that's, that was kind of your guy. Um, but like Chad cool. And who knows now, maybe he is a starting pitcher based on what he's doing right now, <laughs> but, but like with Pittsburgh, he just like, he had to be a starting pitcher because he was one of the five best starters on that team. But again, he was probably better suited for a, like a two inning role type of guy in the bullpen. Um, and so we've seen this with, with cool. We're seeing it with brew Baker. We may be, we, you know, we saw it with Will Crow last year where, you know, they had to have him start games. Now you put Will Crow in the bullpen. He looks like a completely different guy. Um, and it's not even like, like Will Crow doesn't look any different. Like as a pitcher, it's just his, his, just, just something about him clicks in the bullpen. It's working. Right. Um, same thing happened with like Chris Stratton, right? Chris Stratton was a mediocre starting pitcher for a real, you know, for a while. You put him in the bullpen, he's now, you know, pretty good reliever, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I think I don't know if we'll ever get to that point where we get to see JT Brubaker as a reliever. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, right now, right now he's squarely in that rotation. There's not a whole lot of starting pitching depth like at the high levels of the minor leagues right now for the Pirates. Um, like there's not too many people out there who are going to take Brew Baker's rotation spot. So he'll probably be in that rotation all year. Oh yeah. I, I don't doubt that one bit. Again, right. just, just for the fact there's many other guys that you could look at the pecking order. Yeah. I mean, it's probably gonna be Zach Thompson first and you got to expect, expect like if Quintana is the way he is or Bryce Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and right, if Quintana is pitching the way he is, well, then he's traded the deadline. So yeah. you need JT Brubaker still. And if he's terrible, let me know. I just be cut. <laughs> and, and he, you know, you find someone else. So, you know, like that's another thing too. Like there's, there's three guys that he's probably going to be above, you know, come at the end of the year and still be here for. Um, so it just, I don't know, like, this is one of the things that irritate me about this whole offseason. Like, it didn't have to be like this. This is why it just kind of stinks, right? I think you can identify that you needed some arms, you need some depth, just wasn't acquired, and here's this team. So it's like, in that sense, too, I think that Brubaker could be a really good reliever. I just hope this Pirate team doesn't run him to the ground, and then he's just not a good pitcher at all once he's needed and to become that good reliever. So like that's part of a worry, like maybe a little small part. Like I'm not out here saying like the power's gonna ruin him, but it's in the back of the mind. You know, are they just going to run him into the ground? And then once they do need a good reliever out of him, he's just a dead arm and wasted. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I, I mean I, I think we both you, you said it earlier today, I've said it earlier in the year, but like I I I do want to see a full season out of Brubaker because last year like I said, it was really his first full year starting in a while. And he just kind of broke down that second half. So like, was that really just a breakdown? And now that he's done it, like, can he be more effective? I don't know, but I, I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to like give up on Brubaker by any means. He's, he's intriguing enough that he deserves his, his starts. Um, and I think, 
there could be something there. So this is kind of the time to find out. Sounds good enough for me. All right, let's move on from the uh, the starters here. Uh, I guess if we want to talk a little bit about the bullpen, and I say just a little bit because we didn't see a ton of Will Crow. We saw no, that was a, that was in Milwaukee. I was gonna say Peters opened. That was Milwaukee. So, anyways, um, we saw a lot of bad bullpen. I think this this series, which is like if Will Crow isn't in there, like Dylan Peters isn't in there. Bednar, I'll say, even though he did give up a run, um, like I just feel like this bullpen can get pretty bad, and we saw a lot of that. It's just not deep, right? Like they they have like their main guys who they go to in right. in their situations, and in which they need to and, get like and, three innings out of. Right, and and here's the thing: like you you can't expect you can't expect. Dylan Peters to have a zero ERA this year, right? So like Dylan Peters currently has a zero ERA. That's not really a, a, sustain, a sustainable thing. Um, so like at some point, Dylan Peters is going to give up a run, right? <laughs> at some point, Will Crow is going to give up a run. Um, that's That just happens in baseball, right? Uh, at some point, David Bednar is going to give up a run. Chris Stratton's the one guy where he's looked a little shaky every once in a while, but I'm like if you kind of dig down deep into his starts, I don't, I don't like think there's any issues with Chris Stratton whatsoever. Um, but the other guys, right? Heath Hembry has looked bad. Aaron Fletcher is bad. Sam Howard. I don't know what happened to Sam Howard. Like he he was. He, he seemed like he was a pretty decent left-handed reliever, like when the Pirates first got him, and he's not anymore. Like, he's bad. Um, he's very you know, bad. Have, and I'm with you. Like, I I, I really, bad. really liked Sam Howard. I thought that was one of the mm-hmm. – I don't want to say diamonds of the rough. Like, he's not that good. But that was, like, one of the pickups is, like, wow, that worked out. Like, he is a really mm-hmm. good reliever. I don't know if it's – I mean, we can all talk about the sticky stuff. Like, I don't know if he's one that was really affected, but th- there was also kind of a line in his his numbers where he, he was good and then wasn't good anymore. Yeah, but I mean, like, like, like he's I know the spin rate's good. down and stuff, but. Yeah, he's, he's been. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, he's been, he's been bad. Like, um, not having Bonda around is is you know when it comes to lefties and you have to go fletcher and howard it's neither are good um you know chase de young's actually been okay since since being called up but again we know who he is it's not like you know no, nobody's going to be getting excited about chase de young um miguel your looked bad just straight up hasn't looked good uh, so again, like there, there's, there's definitely some this bright spots in Detroit? that bullpen. Just real quick. Did you think? Like, no, 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 he's not. He's one of the first guys off of this team. I yeah. think we're talking about a little bit I, yesterday. I, and that's, that's yeah. what I think as well. I mean, first off, he's just, they're not pitching him in, in like valuable situations. Like he's, he's pitched five times this year. No, he's pitched six times this year. And the pirates have, and he won one of those. So, but the other four, the last five times he's pitched have all been like mop up roles, right? Um, and in not, that role, it's been bad, right? Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't really excelled in that. Uh, so, I, I think I think they send him down to build because he's a guy you probably want starting. Yeah. Honestly, he's still really young. I mean, he's twenty four. He just like just turned twenty four yesterday, actually. Um, so 24 years old, give him some starts in AAA, and then you know, maybe you can try him out later in the year if he's if he's showing some success down there. But he's just just not n- not it right now. Uh the stuff doesn't look great. The command doesn't look great. He's getting hit. Um like I said, if you're a pitcher like him, 
and your stuff isn't like crazy good, right? You just have to have really good command of it. And he hasn't really been showing that. So I'd like to get him. I mean, the other thing too, is like, he's only pitched 10 innings, like in what now three weeks, 10 innings in three weeks. Like you need to, I would, I would like to see him in Indianapolis just kind of getting more innings and, and starts, honestly. Like, he's a guy he just – he needs to pitch more, to be honest. Yep. That's and he's exactly not really helping – yeah, he's not really helping out the major league team right now. So, send him down. Yeah. But just like you're saying, to your point, like all these all these guys just don't look good, right? Fletcher Hembree, we talked about. Chase DeYoung, like, I, sure, I guess what you're saying. Like, I mean, I guess the zero ERA, but there's nothing that I've seen out of him that I'm like, he could be an okay reliever. Again, so far. I mean, it's been very limited innings, but we have his past. And in this short time of him being up here, it's it's almost like, uh, I guess, Hembry. Was Hembry the one where the results were kind of there at first until they weren't? At first, yeah. Yeah. Like that's how I yeah. look at Chase now. Like it's like yeah, he has a zero ERA per se right now, but that's going to change rather quickly in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, Hembry though, Hembry's been he's just not he hasn't been the same guy really since like 2019 or so. Um he like they they signed him and I think they were expecting him to kind of be like a late inning type of guy. Mm-hmm. He's not showing that he has that capability at all right now. Like I don't want Heath Hembry around high leverage situations at all. Like don't want him there. Yeah. I'm with you. I didn't, I didn't really yeah. hate, I'll put it that way, hate the acquisition. Um, it's not like I loved it, but I was there too. Like this guy's had success. He was with the Red Sox. You know, there, there's something there. It's the Pirates by all means. You know, give him the opportunity. But right, so far what I've seen out of him, not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's been bad too. But right now, I mean, he'll they're, they're paying him guaranteed money too. So like Heath Embry will be there a while. Somehow he's like remained on major league rosters. Like somehow last year he threw 42 innings and accumulated a 6.38 ERA. Like, I don't really know what the Reds and the Mets were doing. <laughs> Not winning. I mean, actually, he pitched 57 innings last year, and he was just bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, he hasn't been good since 2019. That was really his last his last last time he had any success so i think we're just seeing a guy on the the downside of his career this could very well potentially be especially i mean being a right-handed reliever this could be like his last time you ever see him in the majors (laughs) i mean unless he turns it around there there's there's not another job after this one i don't think potentially cincinnati but that's about it so you go back to the reds right and can you feel it'll pop up you can play for the reds hey hey you know the pirates have finally moved on from like the laughing stock of mlb there's a new video to go viral um to laugh at and it doesn't include the pirates so another yeah. win for the pirates this weekend right they actually I'm, went I'm, two I'm, for I, four. <laughs> I honestly can't wait to play them like i, I want to just like see I want to see them. <laughs> like I haven't been able, I haven't actually watched the Reds all year because I'm actually, I'm in the Reds media market. So Reds games are blacked out for me right? on MLB TV. So I can't even watch them, um, which means I'm not even going to really be able to watch them next weekend. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Pirates can do against a team that is clearly just absolutely reeling right now. No one's doing anything on that team well. Like, like you look at the entire the entire lineup is terrible. The pitching staff is not good. Uh, they have some fun pitchers, like like with Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo, and but God, that team's bad. And you I didn't like, think they were going to be that bad. 
Oh no, like, not at all. Even like after the teardown, right? Yeah. Like after all the right. what they did, it's, they can't be this this bad. But here they are. And was it three and nineteen at this point? They're three and nineteen. Which, if you if you look at it, and you actually if you add in like run differential and all that, it's the worst start in the history of baseball since uh, since they integrated. Nice. So <laughs> can't wait for the Pirates to go one and two. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Well, it's a four game series. You got, they oh, got yeah. one on Friday. That's right. Double header Saturday. So you get like a double <laughs> dose of the Reds on Saturday. Uh, and then and then Sunday. So four game series next weekend. It's Kentucky Derby weekend down here. So I I can't leave Louisville to go. Otherwise, I'd go hit up that double header. But I'll tr- I'm going to try to go to the game on Sunday. I'm going to try. I know uh, I think it was Connor yesterday said I can't go to any more games. They, the Pirates oh, won no. the last game I was at. Pirates oh, won the no. last game I was at. So the the curse is gone. No, no more curse. That was a blip. Yeah. The curse took a day off. Uh, no, that was, curse is lifted. It was a Sunday. It's no longer <laughs> a thing. So I I think I'm I'm in the clear to go back to games now. Well, we're done. I'm not watching that game. It's going to be a disaster. Yeah. But anyways, so speaking of curses, no, I don't put him out there that bad. Anthony Alford, though, didn't come back to Pittsburgh. So Anthony Alford was DFA'd, right? Um, he elected free agency. Let's talk about that a little bit, Jim. Just because I feel yeah. like, for one, it's Anthony Alford. So anytime any Anthony Alford news comes up, we got to talk about it. But... I've also just like surprised he's been around this organization for this long. Like we talked about like how he even survived the 40 man. Why was he protected? And then he made one start. He was DFA. So he elects free agency. So I guess for the most part, cross your fingers, whether we, how you want to look at it, the book's probably closed for him in Pittsburgh, right? Going forward. Like we're done with Anthony Alford here. Probably. Um, I can't imagine him re-signing, which is kind of actually surprising. Like I thought he would accept the assignment because I do think like with the outfield depth that we have, like we, I think we would have seen Anthony Alford again this year. I 100% at some agree. Point. Yeah. You know, had, had he just, had he gone to Indy, gone down there and, and done, done what he's done in AAA. Like he's hit very well in AAA for a while now um i i feel like he would have gotten another opportunity just like at some point in time uh so a little surprised he chose free agency but maybe he's just you know looking for a change of scenery again uh like a fresh start which is fine uh i was reading an mlb trade rumors article and they were they were trying to kind of speculate and guess at like some logical landing spots and you know they mentioned they mentioned atlanta and I was like, mm, I don't know. Um, I guess because because same thing because of like just their outfield depth right now. But I I don't I don't know if I mean I guess there's a lot of teams who would give him a minor league deal, like the same 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 deal he had here. But sure, because he is still just 27. He's shown defense athleticism and a little bit of pop he's strikeouts very are talented just, yeah he's very talented it's just the strikeouts right the strikeouts are just like too much you can't strike out like half the time in the major leagues right um that's been his issue so like is there a team out there who's gonna give him a shot there there might be a couple still who like haven't completely written him off um, at the same time, I could also even see him going like overseas and being a pretty good player, you know, cause he doesn't have to deal with 96 plus mile per hour fastballs, you know, in, in Japan or, or Korea or wherever it may be. Right. Um, so, so that could be a place where maybe he kind of finds some success and gives another go here. I don't, I'm not really sure what his thinking is or what he's going to do here. Um, is there a team out there who can give him a shot? Maybe, but. You would think that you know, out of out of the teams available and the teams that are out there, you know, the there's not too many worse than the Pirates right now. <laughs> so, if you're looking for opportunity, or, there's an organization yeah. that is bad 
and also has only <laughs> rostered three outfielders on the team. Right. You right. would probably want to yeah, stay in the so. organization. So like I'm with you too. I was I was kind of shocked that he told the pirates no. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, I mean, you, that's one thing. Yeah, I mean, you think one injury. Like if Ben Gamble gets hurt tomorrow, yeah. Like Anthony Alford's probably called up. Like if 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 he if he's in triple A, like Alford's probably the guy called up. Um, so yeah, it's a little surprising that that he chose free agency, but he may just want kind of a fresh start somewhere. So I mean, not not gonna blame him there. He he really hasn't had a ton of opera. I mean, he's he's played what parts of like six seasons now um in the major leagues. Since 17. And and yeah, I mean he just hasn't he hasn't been given like a, a really long extended look anywhere. Um, but at the same time, you can't give long extended looks to people who are striking out half the time. That's kind of been his issue. So maybe find somewhere new, find someone else who can give him a little bit of a look, someone who finds his athleticism and his skills intriguing. And who knows? I mean, but I think still at the end of the day, like he's, I think he is who he is. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of tools, but the strikeouts are just, they're just going to be too much for him in the, in the long run. Yep. I'm with you. Like I just, I'm, I'm over it. And not in a sense, like, I mean, it sounds harsh. I mean, it is what it is, but like I'm over in the sense too. I just don't believe in his abilities as a major leaguer. So it's almost like to the like I'm almost happy he did this because he's making the decision for us that we don't have to to see it again. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, right. it's like that bad breakup. Like I don't want to break up with you. I don't want to be the bad person. So if you do it, I don't need to look bad. You know, it's like he broke up with a pirate. So it's like deep breath. It didn't have to be us. You know, we yeah. can move on now. <laughs> and that's how I feel. Like now we can move on from Anthony Alford. Albeit, we'll probably need them. You know, that's that's where I was. Like, that's how low this team has gotten when I'm concerned that they DFA'd Anthony Alford in that situation and brought up, you know, Slusser because he's an actual outfielder that can play the position. And that's how bad this team's outfield play is. Like, just being an out. We talk about just being a starter, giving you five innings, and you're like, oh my God, it's a good start. Like, just being a person who can play outfield. Yeah, I just feel like okay, good. Like we have one of those on the team, and that's how I felt on yeah. Anthony Alford that time. Like at least he was an outfielder. Why are you DFAing him? But here we are. So Anthony Alford no longer with the team, with the organization. Um, so I guess I'll kind of transition that because you're right. Like I felt like he was going to get the next guy up. Jack Sawinski is here currently. Does this maybe bode well for him to have more opportunities in the major leagues? Because he is an outfielder. I feel like Jack Sawinski this year is going to be <clears throat> kind of like that guy that Castro was. Mm-hmm. Where like he'll be there like in a pinch if you need somebody. I think ideally, you know, they wouldn't say that if they're looking at like a depth chart, Sawinski wouldn't be that guy right now. Like I think they they would rather swaggerty be that guy or kane and smith and jigba be that guy but right now i don't know if you can justify giving either of those people an opportunity (laughs) um just because neither have played well right whereas um sawinski was playing really well in double a to start the year and kind of earned that spot like we we were speculating that day you know they they needed people called up really quick because of you know it was people were sick right so who were we going to call marcano swinski they're both on the 40 man get them up here from altoona they can drive over in you know an hour and 45 minutes whatever it is um it's harder to get people from indy that quick but then swinski just kind of stuck around Right. And I think it's just because those other options that are in Indianapolis, they're just not, they haven't done anything to deserve a call up yet. So, but I think at some point, the Pirates would love to call up Travis Swaggerty and give him some playing time. But like Swaggerty has to show that he can hit 
triple a pitching before you can do that right now it's not doing that what are you seeing from uh Solinsky so far in his cup of coffee um he hasn't been overmatched by any means um he's basically i think been the definition of like that replacement level player you know like he he's he's come up he hasn't been terrible but he hasn't been good. He's basically just been a guy that you can put out there in right field to play the position. Like by definition, he's been replacement. Um, now, now six game. He only played six games. Hasn't walked yet. His strikeout rate seemed perfectly fine. So, like again, he he doesn't look overmatched. Like if if you were looking at him at the plate and you were you were just analyzing a random Jack Swinsky plate appearance, you wouldn't be like, oh, well, this guy's overmatched. This guy, it, what's he doing up here, right? He, he looks the part. Um, <clears throat> I think his defense is fine. He just hasn't, he hasn't done anything spectacular yet or of, of note. He's been, he's been a guy. <laughs> right. You know, and yeah, I, I don't think any of us were expecting to see Jack Swinsky as early in the year. So it's encouraging to see that, you know, he's here right now. But I like that they're actually, like, giving him playing time, too. Like, I'd rather That's him be here nice. yeah. and playing every day than than having him be up here and just and, and not playing every day. Like, I think we've seen how important we, – we've actually seen just how great it is this past series, really, having – three outfielders like it's been really good having outfielders play outfield um so i'm glad that they're at least on this kick now where they're playing three outfielders at a time uh so how important has the outfield defense been especially the series too i mean think about not only were the plays spectacular but the plays that marisnik made had he not could have and then gamble yesterday as well like had that Mm -hmm. not been caught so you're absolutely correct. And then, of course, going last week to the big play, Marizic. I mean, that won the game for them. So, I mean, yeah, outfield defense coming in the clutch right now. Yeah, it's 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 just so refreshing to actually, like, have people out there who can play outfield, you know. Um, so that's that's been the difference there. So I think as long as Swinsky continues to uh, show that he's not completely overmatched, like, I think he'll he'll get some some shots here because there's no one else there's no one else banging on the door. Like until, until Smith and Jigba and until Swaggerty can show any forms of life in AAA, I think Swinsky's going to continue to get some playing time up here as long as he doesn't look completely overmatched, which yep. up to this point, he's held his own. He hasn't been good again, but he hasn't looked terrible. And that's all I want to bring him up too, because I'm with you. Like he, I've been encouraged seeing him, you know, like you said, he doesn't look overmatched. He doesn't look like he doesn't belong here. It's not been good. It's not been productive. I mean, he just, he has like basically no exit velocity to anything he makes contact with so far, but he's making contact. He's not up there and just striking out and looking silly. So yeah, like right now, the thing is the numbers don't support him being here. If you look at that, but just seeing his at bats, I don't mind seeing him stick around a little bit. And with Anthony Alford gone, I think that's going to give him the opportunity to get more bats in the major leagues. So I think we'll be seeing a little more Sawinski than, than not currently, which also, again, would be a good thing because maybe that means that we're not seeing Cole Tucker in right field. That's a win. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a win. Right. So anyways, um, I guess kind of the wrap to show up here. So what else with the bats? I guess maybe a little bit of... Brian Reynolds coming back, showing a little bit of life. He uh, he had a lot better series. I'll say that. Um, you know, if if you kind of just look, he, he was drawing some walks this series. Uh, he wasn't. Um, he didn't strike out once this series, which I think is probably the biggest sign because I think that was our issue before, especially in like the Cubs series. And then the Milwaukee series was he just looked completely lost up there and he was striking out like crazy. Um, but this, this series, he only picked up two hits, right? So he, he was still just 
well, let's see, two for he was two for not at bats here. And that walk off was an error Stupid. recorded, right? Um yeah, they recorded that as an error, which it probably was. I, I thought it had a shot context, at getting though. yeah, I thought it had a shot at getting, you know, overturned, but gosh, Fangraph's making you do math on their game logs. I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. You're fine. You're fine. Okay. San, San Diego series. Let's see. Regular season, Brian. Let's go with that. Um, but drawing a bunch of walks. Here we go. Um, he was one for uh, two for eight. Two for eight. Okay. With five walks. So he got walked five times. He had the first hit by pitch of the season, too, for the Pirates on May 1st. So he got it. He was getting on base. Good series. No strikeouts is the big thing for me there. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he's turning things around. Still not really hitting the ball hard anywhere, um, but he's making contact, which I guess is a positive. He's drawing more walks, getting on base. You know, he scored four runs this series just be from, from getting on, on base, you know, as much as he was. Um, his war is back to even. It's an even zero. You know, it was, which I think it was like negative 0.3 going into the season series. So he's climbing back up there. Weighted runs created plus up to 90. So he's uh -oh. like almost uh -oh. average now. So yeah, I, hopefully we're seeing a little bit of a turnaround here. He's looking more comfortable at the plate. Yeah, let's, let's see if we can keep this up because the Pirates desperately need Brian Reynolds to be the 2020 he they, they need him to be the 2019 and the 2021 version of brian reynolds or at least For some sure. semblance of that um and well not no no the no 20 brian reynolds take that back the pirates do not the pirates need 2020 brian reynolds so that way the pirates can say here's your extension offer you don't deserve six war season money you deserve one more season money. That's what the Pirates need. You want 2021 20, Ryan Reynolds. That's not what the Pirates want. <laughs> so I think if he's 2020 Ryan totally Reynolds. You just totally bypass that. You're just like, no, we ain't talking if, about that. If he's 2020 Brian Reynolds, the Pirates aren't offering any extension. Like That's a we'll bad see. player. We'll see. We'll um, see. So no, we, we need... We need something in like I don't think 20, 2021 is probably an outlier. Like I don't think Brian Reynolds is necessarily like a six war player year in and year out. But like if he can be like a four, like that would be great. Oh, that's that would a really be good great. player. That's Stolly Mark. That's a really which by the way, really he was a five player. war player up until about what a week ago when Fangraphs updated their defense. Now he's a six war player. Yeah. So yeah. there's that too. So yeah, they need him to turn it around. And like we've talked about it, like none of us have been concerned. Like we 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 all believe in Brian Reynolds and that he can turn it around. It's just a matter of like when. And so right. maybe this is kind of that turning point where we're seeing him looking more comfortable to play, which leads to better plate appearances, which leads to getting on base, which leads to hitting the ball hard, which leads to better numbers so and, and again yeah. he, he turned around in the san diego one you know he's a little bit of a difference it's probably no better timing than to to face the reds like now the coming out party can come right like you face the reds and now he just breaks out and then boom he's on a tear yeah that would be nice that would be nice <laughs> that would be nice gets a day off right goes to detroit then the reds detroit's bad too this year right they have not been good. All right. Um, so what else do we want to talk about here? Anything? Uh, we've been talking for over an hour. So maybe, maybe do, maybe, maybe just have it, have that be it. Um, yeah. Detroit series coming up two game series and then uh, another off day. So I think they've got two off days this, this week. Um, so definitely need some guys to sit then. 
right <laughs> um but no i mean this is definitely a week where they can make some noise i mean they're they're playing six straight games now against bad teams um i mean detroit is seven and 14 we've already talked about how bad the reds are so both of these teams have been worse than the pirates up to this point so you know you'd love to see them go like four and two or five and one you know in this six game stretch that would be that would be really great because then it's a three game series against the dodgers which i don't know probably not gonna go that well uh but then it's cincinnati again so like we, right. it's it's crazy like they've got so they've got eight games against cincinnati coming up here in the next two weeks sprinkling some detroit they could actually like be in an okay spot come mid-May if they can take advantage of these bad teams that they're playing. True. Yeah, it's it's that's like kind of the crazy thing because even so far they've played some bad teams to this point. Like when you take out the Brewers, it's been a lot of Cubs, which is a bad team. Yeah, the Nationals, right? So maybe a little smoke and mirrors on the Pirates' record <laughs> come mid-May, but we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, no more Milwaukee for a while, though. So they don't play Milwaukee until the end of June. So let's avoid those guys. Because, yeah, it has not been good against them. The Brewers the Brewers have had their number. But against Jeez. everybody else, they've looked, they've looked just let's fine. Let's play that every single year. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, then. We'll get out of here. So as mentioned, we'll be back um, probably with the post game on Tuesday after the Tigers game. So with that said, we'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. See you guys.